0: I am joined by Lynn Parker, founder and chief exec of Funny Women. Hello, Lynn. Hello. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the Divorce Club. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a new one, but yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> I'm definitely part of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I guess this
0: is my like, I'm hosting like a divorce party <laughs> and you're my guest, which I love. So you are divorced, Lynn. I am. A very long time ago. A lot, yeah. Yeah. So, how do you feel now if I say (laughs) to you, you were divorced?
1: I actually forget that I am a divorcee until you fill in a form that says something to do with, you know, partners. But I think when you get to being as divorced as long as I am, probably that doesn't count anymore. I don't think I get asked so much. No one's really that interested and in it. it's quite common now as well. Yeah. I mean, when I got divorced, it wasn't so usual. There was more stigma attached to it. It was seen as something perhaps not quite good. I know my family reacted quite badly to it. Did they? And yeah. so can, can we get a
0: rough approximation of how okay. long ago this I knew, is? No, Do not have to I be exact?
1: I haven't done Miss sums. 35, 36 years. And how long were you single for in between? Not very long. Believe it. I had planned to be single, but kind of met this man quite soon after. I, I think, I don't know about other people's marriages, but I think the reality was that we had been drifting apart for a while. Yeah. And before we actually decided to get divorced, we were actually kind of leading a bit of separate lives thing anyway. It's such a long time ago, I have trouble remembering, but I do remember the ex used to go away on sales conferences quite a lot and I was left to my own devices. I was a very, by the way, I was a very well behaved. I didn't get up to anything. Mm. As far as I was concerned, I was married. But I think what happened in that context was that we just literally led separate lives. We did different things. Yeah. We weren't on the same page. I think he wanted a, a sort of wife that was the sales rep's wife. We used to go to these awful conferences and all the other wives would be there and they'd all be very sort of why. Wifey (laughs) And And I wasn't really I think I was always A bit of a maverick Even in those days And I was a journalist In those days actually So I was doing Quite a lot of Interesting things So yeah I had a very Different perspective Yeah so you're
0: Being a young woman A journalist Off doing your own
1: thing And this is the 1980s We're talking uh, about Yeah I mean I started work When I was 20 I got married When I was 20 And I started work When I was 20 And so you said earlier Your family didn't
0: Take it very well So Mm -hmm. 1980s, how did you. 1970s. Or was it? Yeah. How did you break it to them?
1: I went to McDonald's with my mum. Sure, perfect. <laughs> I mean, did
0: why you not? Get Happy meal, <laughs> just to hammer <laughs> just, it home. Like, everything's going to be fine.
1: I, I remember telling my mum, and she was kind of cool for reasons which I won't go into, but okay. I think all I shall say is that I think. There'd been a few issues between her and my father at times. She kind of understood. She Mm -hmm. was very empathetic. All I remember saying is, you won't like being on your own. Really? And I remember saying, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not like you. There was a lot of innuendo in the discussion because I knew what happened with her Mm. and that for reasons that are best left alone, it didn't affect their marriage Mm. but i no one could get their head around the fact when we eventually told my father he couldn't understand why i would just want to be on my own first thing he said to me is there must be somebody else who is it and there wasn't there was nobody else and was he saying that to you there must be someone else for you yeah he thought i was he thought i must be having an affair to want to leave my ex Right, and, and how did that make
0: you feel your father's because obviously you said your mum was quite cool, and you obviously told yeah. her first,
1: well it's a sort of sign of the times, isn't it, really, mm. that um, my mother had put up with a lot, and my father couldn't possibly understand my father is now deceased, so yeah, may he rest in peace, but you know, I think my father couldn't understand that anyone would want to leave a marriage without having somebody else to go to, which possibly colours why my mum said you won't want to be on your own. Mm. And actually I desperately did want to be on my own because I've been I've been with my ex-husband since I was 16. Yeah. And the whole reason we got married was because, well, being absolutely upfront front with you, we were sleeping together and I felt on a bound because I was a nice daughter to tell my parents I was on the pill and I might as well have told them I was pregnant. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, well, if he's good enough to sleep with you, you should get married. Yeah, wow. And I was, so, hmm, so I was I was rushed into, I mean, I wasn't pregnant. I didn't want children, interestingly. We bought a house, which was good. I mean, there were lots of good things about it. But yeah. I think in this day and age, I have a son of 31 and he lives with his girlfriend. They've just bought a house. That's cool. You know, there's no pressure. There's no pressure yeah. on them to get married. So did you feel pressurised into getting married? Yes, I did. I felt that the whole thing was taken out of my hands. I've always felt that I wanted to do things differently. I was very happy at that time to live with my partner. Also, remember that everybody else was getting married. There were lots of weddings. I mean, we all left school. You know, sort of 18, 19, there were quite a lot of people in relationships. Not so many people then went off to university because it was different then. You know, you didn't. Um, My school, which was a grammar school, was very focused on getting women into sort of teaching. Uh, There was a big sort of trend towards women going into that. There was a lot of women going into tech, actually, at that time, because we lived out near Heathrow Airport. And there was a lot of big companies setting up uh, computer services a lot of my peer group women at school uh, went off to train to be computer programmers. Amazing. In the 80s, that's really uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool. We're talking about the late 70s, actually. Yeah, because you yeah. were at school, yeah. uh, that's yeah, such, yeah. of course. I left school in 1974. So the late 70s, there were always women going to tech. But coupled with all that development... There was still this traditional thing that if you were sleeping with your boyfriend or having any kind of sexual relationship, you had to marry them. Yeah. And I and guess the pill hadn't been out for long at that stage. Well, we so on, a new Yeah, we were all on the pill. No, it'd been around for a while. And that freed us up, of course. And uh, some of my friends took advantage of that, were a lot more promiscuous. Mm. I'm not that kind of person. I'm very much a sort of relationship person. I got into a relationship with my ex. We were—he was a bit older than me. He was a nice guy, and yeah. you know, there was no reason. I suppose I felt, well, maybe this is this is my lot. You know, this is how it works. Yes, yeah. first person right. I slept with, I married him.
0: So, do you? Because you say you felt pressured into that marriage because you were sleeping with him. Do you think you were pressured by your parents or society or your friends mm-hmm. getting married, or, or a combination a bit, a of a bit all of bit those of everything, things? Everything, I think. Yeah.
1: I'm not a wedding-y person, really, to, to be absolutely honest with you. Um, but I think... Because she I, says you've had two of them. I've had two of them. <laughs> the second one was much better. Okay. But yeah, I don't think I'm a wedding-y person and I'm not really into that whole, you know, but my parents really wanted me to get married in church. They kind of took over and organised it all and it was very lovely. But at that time, and I was 20, I was working for a very upmarket women's magazine. In those days, it was called Harpers and Queen. It's back to being Harpers again now. Yeah. And I was the junior in the fashion department and I was fraternising with designers. And that was one of the things that was quite exciting about it was that because I was surrounded by all this fashion, yeah, I could actually go and organise a really amazing wedding dress. I am not a frilly person and I didn't want a big, long flowing wedding dress and veil and what have you. And I ended up going into Liberty and I think I must have got a discount or something, but I ended up with a dress by a designer called Gina Frattini. I can only describe it as a sort of milkmaid ensemble. Wonderful. It was very in at the time. It was sort of a... a Oliver twist dress. It was like a wild dress with a sort of silk pinafore over it. Oh, wow. And I had a straw hat. Yeah, very a bit milkmaidy. <laughs> So so
0: this, it sounds like this for you is like the focus of that happy memory is the
1: fashion. I haven't spoken about this for years, but yeah, 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 absolutely. I've just remembered where the dress ended up. It ended up in the uh, dressing up box at home. Oh, really? uh, For the kids. It ended up being used as a costume in one of the school pantomimes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Because it is that thing of what do you do with your wedding dress? Because when oh, you're no. still with the person... What are you doing with yours?
0: Well, mine's just in my wardrobe and I've been thinking about it because mine's lace. I can't like dye it a different no. colour because it wouldn't work. So I can't re-wear it and it just feels is like it it's white? sitting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just sitting there and not doing anything. Virginally staring at you. Yeah, and I definitely wasn't a virgin <laughs> when I got married. So oh. I think when you split up with the person as well, it's like, what do you do with all these things? So
1: that that first wedding oh dress is goodness. in the dressing up box. Well, it was. Yeah, I don't what, know what's happened to it now. It's, it's disappeared into the ether. What about your second wedding dress? Well, I've still got that. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> but I was pregnant. So my great friend and my best woman, Judy Dan, she made it for me. It was oh, a wow. bespoke outfit. It was just a really nice little silk skirt with a long top over it so that it hid my bump Yeah, and I did have a hat again I obviously had a bit of a thing I love it, hats were it's featured I do like a hat actually So the first uh, one was a straw hat, what was the second hat? Straw hat, oh, again. but it was black and white it was sort of oh, nice. yeah, a little bit vampish <laughs> like, <laughs> When I've you're pregnant you before. Can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No it was lovely and it was a lovely outfit and I think I managed to squeeze into some heels That was good, I think the second wedding was just a totally different thing It was hedonistic 80s I ran a PR company by then and we had an office in Soho, in Marshall Street. And because the office was registered in Marshall Street, I don't know how we wangled it, but we ended up getting married in the registry office, the one that's no longer there on Euston Road that used to have the big lions outside. Oh, amazing. It was great. And then we had a wedding reception on the Hispaniola, oh, wow. which may ring a bell with you. Which is a,
0: a boat on the Thames, if you recall. That we used to perform. in. Yeah, uh, funny women yeah. comedy gigs. How weird was that? I think this is really interesting because I can even see in your face, and I think it does come across in your voice, when you talk about your second wedding, the joy it brings you in it comparison just- to your first wedding. And I just wondered, is there anything that you brought from that first wedding experience where you it was kind of taken out of your hands and lovely, but yeah. organised by other people. Was there anything when you went into your second, organising your second wedding, which you're now happily married, mm. that
1: that you brought from that previous experience? I think it was on my terms. It wasn't a shotgun wedding because by the time we got to the late 80s, people got pregnant and had babies before yeah. they got married all the time. We had just decided that if we were going to have a kid together... We wanted to be married. We wanted to bring that child up in a family situation and getting married actually was just the easiest option. And we could have run off and just done a quick, you know, registry office. And we have lots of friends who've done that. I think Richard's parents are quite a bit older than my parents. And I think we felt it would be nice for them. It was very small. I think we had about 12, 14 people at the actual wedding. And then we had this very nice party. It was just a marker. And I think we did it to celebrate being together. Yeah, there was nothing religious. I mean, Richard's Jewish, so it was non-denominational. It was for us. Yeah, it was for us and our family. Whereas I felt the first time, uh, I sound really cruel to say I was pushed into it. Cause I don't. I'm not the sort of person you can push into things, mm. but I did feel swept away by yeah. it. I didn't want to upset. I, that's my thing. I never want to upset anybody. And I, you know, some. And I know that is the pattern of my life. There's lots of things I do that. I do them because I don't want to upset people and then I've I've learned now rather late in the day not to do that anymore. I now stick up for my guns a bit more but I think certainly when I was younger and probably up till a few years ago I was still doing things to keep people happy and and actually that's not a good basis. It's not certainly not a good basis for a marriage. Yeah. But you know, I can remember on the wedding day Very vividly. I mean, I I was very loved the dress. I loved the whole thing. You know, getting all that together. I enjoyed that bit. It is so fun. I loved my wedding. It was so fun. And then then just remember being at the aisle and my dad walking me up the aisle. And obviously, he was very proud. And I'm I'm pleased in a way that I was able to do that. Probably for him. Mm. But it was more. I do actually think back on. Maybe it was more for him. You know, it was like I'm giving away my daughter. I don't think that happens anymore. I think that's a bit out of step with... Maybe i get loads of people in now saying, oh, yeah, (laughs) but I I don't think it's the same. I don't know that people... Do you give away your daughter now? I mean, you know. Yeah, I think that sometimes we follow the tradition
0: of it, Mm. but not really the meaning Mm. anymore. I don't know.
1: I felt... I did feel that it was meaningful for my father. On the day, yeah. yeah. And I can remember thinking... (laughs) Why am I doing this? I don't really want so you, to do this. So you knew on the day that you didn't
0: really want to enter for yourself. You didn't want to enter into that marriage.
1: If I'm honest, probably yes. I think but that's I so... didn't admit it at the time. I was, ch- I've, I was young. Remember, I was only twenty. Yeah, that is really young. Really young. It's um, so interesting because people quite often, when I've told people
0: I'm divorced, they've asked me if I knew on the wedding day. Mm if I knew that I didn't want to marry him or that it would end in in divorce. And for me, I absolutely didn't. On my wedding day, I was completely in love and was very happy to be there and thought I was definitely making the right decision. And I think that's an interesting comparison between us that, you know, there are lots of different entries into marriage. That's pretty quick, though, wasn't it,
1: after you? how, How many years have you been married? Yeah, I was only married for about a year and a half. That's nothing. Yeah, so we you know, quite quickly, but yeah, on the day. So what happens, you know, what happens in between the feeling fabulously happy on the day yeah. and then you'd live together as well. Yeah, we'd been together for eight years in total. And my dad was dying at the
0: time, yes, so it was quite yeah. a... Emotive time, I guess, and he was. I do, I do
1: remember at my it, wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He was because we had two weddings, two one, weddings, so he yeah. could be there, and then the two big extravaganza. Beans. Yeah, yeah. But I loved my wedding, and I've always said I would get married again. And obviously, you have got married again. Mm. Did you have any reservations after the first marriage divorce experience about being married again?
1: I didn't even think about it. To be honest with you, it just didn't figure. I mean, I met met Richard. We we lived together for. Five years and I found out I was pregnant, which was a very happy accident, not not exactly planned, um, which is another characteristic of my life. (laughs) You know, I think I fall into things and I got pregnant and we sat there and said we were already living together. We'd bought somewhere together. I think the whole point is it was practical for us to be married. That sounds really unromantic. I remember mm. we sat there and said, well, what should we do? We looked into the legalities of it. And if something had happened to me in childbirth, who would have ended up with the child? And I don't know if it's changed now, but certainly legally, Richard had more rights if he was my husband mm. than if we hadn't been married. Um, I'm sure the law's changed by now. But we, we, And then we said, you know what? yeah, we'd like to be married. It was like a sort of nice kind of comfortable, sensible decision. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you know, romantic like that. And I never want to be, you know, even that first wedding, buying the dress and everything, I suppose the moment where I felt most uncomfortable was walking up the aisle with my dad and everyone looking at me. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. You know, I, was, I suppose in my head it was like, mm, I'm not sure this is really me. It's not. Whereas I think with the second wedding, it was me. Mm. Everything felt right about it. It was, you know, it was totally on my terms. And, you know, I I have a bit of a, especially when you get to my age, a lot of people get divorced, obviously. Quite interesting how many of your friends don't stay together or something Mm. happens to one of the partners. Unfortunately, as you get older, people get ill.
0: So, because you were saying loads of your friends now are, are separating or. Not loads. Or on their, a well, few. A few. A few. On their own. It has for happened for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. But obviously, after your first marriage, you were very young to be oh divorced. God, yeah, I know. And how, how was that, you know, telling people that you were divorced that you didn't know? God, I was at
1: twenty. I was 27. It was really weird. And I, I haven't got many friends left from that era. Actually, oh, really? Yeah, I've got a completely different well I've had several churns of friendship As mm. actually I think you do if you do lots of different things um, Why do you think you don't have any friends from that era? I think the ones that stayed together, a few divorces amongst that first group of 20 year olds that got married, uh, I think there are some of my friends from that era who are still very happily married and mm. good for them amazing you know but I think we just had different, we all went off in different directions. My life took a very different turn. When I met Richard, I was, what was I doing? I was, yeah, I was running, I went into PR and I was always doing quite interesting things, did a lot of, kind of, quite a lot of entertainment stuff. Rich was in the music industry. So our lives were completely different, mm. you know, and interestingly, my first husband played the guitar and, was musically oriented. I've always had a. I've always had a recording studio in my house. Actually,
0: <laughs> just saying it, I have, could never have. got rid of that bit. Have you ever had
1: a go? Did you ever collaborate with your no, other half and no. do a little sing song? No, my daughter's the uh, my daughter's the singer in the family. <laughs> no, I keep well away from it. That's interesting, though, that you know both of your husbands have musical. I know, but that was the only thing they had in common. Nothing else say. was
0: remotely similar. I was going to say, did you see things? You know, when you're in that day Eating time after you've just been divorced, did you notice things in Richard that weren't there in your ex-husband? They were just so completely different.
1: I mean, a lot of people say they end up serially being with the same sort of person. But apart from the music, and first, husband number one was a sort of amateur. Richard is a professional. Yeah. I mean, he's, he makes his living So you upgraded. Amu- upgraded. I upgraded? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think being in sales earn more money actually yeah. it's the creative industry i was very attracted to that and i think we have much more in common we like the same things we've done you know over over the years we've been together we've we've traveled a fair amount we're both very family orientated we've brought up our kids very much as a team and are I, there things that you think that you learned about relationships it, from the first marriage yeah. yes oh yeah remember i met my first husband when i was 16 yeah. i was a kid you know, and he was four years older than me. I, I was going out with a man, yeah, uh, who had a car as well. He used to pick me up from school in his car. In his car. That's cool. That was cool, but it if was. That's not a reason to marry him. I don't well, know exactly. What was. That's what it was. Really. <laughs> it feels like another life when I look back on it. I think it isn't. It almost isn't me. It's like such a different person. And that as as you get older, you know, your life does take on that kind of episodic sort of character. You know, there was that bit and then there was that bit. Mm. But the interesting thing is I think I'm the kind of person that needs to be in a, a relationship. My mum was sort of right, you won't like being on your own. I am quite good on my own. Mm. I'm, I'm very resourceful, I can cope. I don't need someone in the sense that I'm quite independent. And I think the reason my marriage has lasted so long this time around is that we're both quite independent beings. We don't like lovey-dovey, fussy stuff. You know, we're both got our own interests but we do lots of stuff together we're you know so Richard comes to as much comedy as he can and I go to as many of it. he still gigs quite a bit but I go to gigs we have very similar interests I think where where it went well in in hindsight there were other things going on as well there was definitely something else going on and my first husband was seeing somebody else which I discovered After I'd called it and said, this isn't working out for me, I think we should split up. Mm. And then later on, I found out, I think something I'd known intrinsically, but hadn't discussed, that he was actually seeing somebody else. So you were the one who made the decision with him to end it. What was that like? Did you feel guilty or joyous or... I think I was relieved, actually. Mm. I think it took a while. I think it needed one of us to say something. He wouldn't have said anything. Mm. He would have carried on bonking the other woman and that would have been it, you know. But I realised I had decided that I didn't want to be with him anymore. And then we sort of agreed that we would stay in the house. We'd try and sell the house. I moved into the spare bedroom, interestingly. Mm. I did all the running, as they say. And then I did meet Richard And
0: when you were still
1: living together, we were living in the same house in separate rooms. Oh, yeah. Classic story. I'd been staying with Richard for a weekend and I came back to the house. By then, I think it was revealed that we were both seeing other people. Yeah. And uh, we had a rule that no partners would be in the house. So if we wanted to conduct anything, it had to be away from the marital home. So I'd come back from a weekend staying with Richard and went to the Freezer. And there were all these nicely prepared, home-cooked ready meals, as prepared in my kitchen. By another woman. By another woman, who'd obviously been staying at the weekend. Oh, wow. And I said, right, that's it. And I can't remember what happened after that. He then decided to buy me out. So So I moved out pretty quickly after that.
0: So you were living in the same house. You were separated. Had you
1: started the divorce procedure, sort of officially? I think we might have done, yes, because we were thinking about... We were going to sell the house and buy some... Each of us have the money and then buy somewhere else. But Mm. we couldn't sell the house. So he said, very convenient, he said, after the episode with the freezer, he said, oh, I'll buy you out. And, of course, he bought me out. I bought my house. She moved in. Oh, okay So it was that quick. It was convenient, wasn't it? You know, a bit lazy. But there you go. And then we started divorce proceedings... And in order to speed it up, my solicitor said, well, if there's a guilty party, it'll be much quicker. I think I must have been before I knew about his relationship because I said, well, I'm seeing someone else. I can't remember the sequence of events now, but anyway, I was the one who was the guilty party. So, because, yeah, because...
0: When Ridiculous. you're still married, even though you're separated, it still counts as adultery if you're seeing yeah. someone yeah. else.
1: Oh, I'm the adulteress. <laughs> Wonderful. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I wasn't, though. That was the irony of it. Yeah. I only adulterated, or whatever the term is, after you'd separated. after we'd split up and I then subsequently found out he was seeing somebody else. The whole thing, looking back on it, is, I mean, it, it wouldn't happen now. It was well, all, I don't know,
0: because the divorce rules are still, because obviously I've just got divorced. The divorce rules are either you're separated for two years and then you can get that's divorced, right, yeah. or you cite irreconcilable differences and. Guilty due party. To, yeah, guilty party,
1: that's it. A, adultery or due to behaviour. But if you say yes. that their behaviour is unreasonable, you have to list several. Oh, that's much muckier. Yeah, yeah. No, we, no, I think that was it. I think we just decided it was easier. And isn't that strange? Because even solicitors nowadays oh. say to you,
0: it's quicker. I know. On the down low, it's quicker if one of you is an adulterer. And of course, nowadays, once you separate, you do, you know, start seeing other people or go on a few dates. So you both are an adulterer anyway.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's a very strange. I mean, looking back on it, it's so weird. I mean, he he'd obviously been seeing this person for quite a while and they end up together. I think they got married. And in a way, it start, my life sort of started, it sounds dramatic, started all over again. But it did because it was just a whole different thing, you know. Yeah. And what's so lovely is that it's still my life, you know. We've mm. been together for such a long time. Such it does seem like I can't, I can't believe it's that long because it's, scary. it's amazing, though. It gives me hope yeah, that I absolutely. might get married again and be really happy for 30 yeah, years, yeah. you know. And I, I think know. That's life lovely. has its ups and downs. I mean, you of know, course. I'm not, not going to say it's hearts and flowers. We've had lots of ups and downs as well. I mean, we're, mm. you know, family wise, we're good. You know, your lives change. And, you know, I think when you're younger, it's easier to, to split up and start again glad I did what I did. I think, oh, my goodness, if I'd stayed, I'd have been really desperately unhappy. And Mm. I never wanted children in my first marriage, ever. Never had any maternal instincts at all. And although my first pregnancy wasn't kind of planned in a very sort of military way, I was very pleased to be pregnant. And I think being a parent has been the making of me. I think it changed me as a person. But I really, I can remember thinking it was different when I found out I was pregnant and I was thinking, OK, I'm very happy for this man to be the father of my children. And that, that's something to take on board, I think. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting that you didn't want children with your first no, husband. No desire then at all. And completely
0: changed. I have a question for you based on something I'm going through at the moment. So obviously you're happily married now and you wear a wedding ring.
1: I do. Did you a have a wedding and an engagement
0: oh, ring. Oh, lovely. Did it's you, a two-in-one. One. It's very nice. Did you have a wedding and engagement ring from the first marriage? Yes. And what did you do with them? I sold them. Did you? Eventually, not straight away. And how how long did you keep
1: them for and where did you keep them? Did you wear them? No, I had an engagement ring and then a wedding ring. Then I didn't like the wedding ring because it was a bit trad and I decided... I upgraded it for one of those Russian wedding rings, you know, with the three. Oh, and then you can spin them. Yeah, I don't the know. three yeah. interlocking bands. Yeah. The interlock. That's it. Yeah, three different color goals. And then I didn't wear the engagement ring. I think in the end, the ring, the, the the Russian wedding band. I'm sure we sold it. I can't remember. Isn't it awful? I think the original engagement ring is kicking around somewhere because I think it was a family thing.
0: Oh, it okay. was a family
1: ring. I'm pretty sure it was. And did they have meaning for you those rings after you
0: separated no. or were they just rings? No, it just rings. Cuz I feel like the engagement ring has a lot of meaning for yeah. me, yeah. but the wedding band doesn't. And no. I sort of don't really know what to do with it cuz I can't Sell it. really wear it. <laughs> yeah. But then selling it
1: feels like quite callous right now. Well, isn't divorce quite callous really? You know, it's it's just a piece of gold, you know. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm quite attached to this ring I'd Mm -hmm. be upset if I lost it because it's lovely and I know it's worth a little bit of money but that would be it you know that's more upsetting but I don't don't know so many vestiges of that well I think that you know the wedding was over the first wedding ring got discarded because I didn't like it very much I'm pretty sure the engagement ring was my mother's old engagement ring and I think I've still got that somewhere and the Russian Band. I just liked it. It was a piece of jewelry. Mm. Stopped wearing it. I think we used to do antique fairs and things. So I just sold it. Needed the money. So if you found the engagement ring again,
0: you said it's knocking around somewhere. Would you wear it? And I do don't you th- know. Do you think your current husband would be okay if you? Oh, he decided wouldn't even to wear notice. <laughs> I'm very unsentimental about that that wedding band. And what about your divorce certificate? So you know when you That's get in a your box decree, somewhere. Like,
1: absolute. Yeah, it's in a box with the passports and the. My GCSE certificates. Oh wow! <laughs> no it's O in levels. Between. Actually, o what levels. levels did you get? Oh, not very many. What subjects? All the usuals, maths,
0: English. So it's in between maths and English. Yeah, absolutely. Maths things. divorce, oh, English, yeah. art. Yeah. And something I'm going through at the moment because I'm only recently divorced. So I'd like your advice. Is lots of people quite often don't know how to react when I tell them that I'm oh, divorced because yeah, yeah. I'm very I'm very open about it and I'll just say it in yeah. conversations. Have you found a good reaction to that I'm divorced or what advice would you give
1: anyone maybe listening because their friends just got divorced and they want to know what they're going through? So much depends on the circumstances, doesn't it really? I mean, you, you. I suppose in the case of your divorce, those of us who know you and saw you getting married and the two weddings and your late father and everything, I suppose my reaction to that is to be a little sad you know but you're obviously not sad so it's Mm. fine um but i think if you've not been very married very long and you get divorced people are often quite shocked and if they've had a really big wedding which some people have done and then suddenly they're getting divorced I, i i immediately think well goodness me all that money i'm more upset about that you know spending all that money on a great big event and then it's meaningless two years later or whatever that that bit I find shocking. Oh, you see, I don't think it's meaningless because I had my well, weddings lovely. were like the best parties, but then and I'm I think, so yeah, glad. I think that's good because obviously you've had a good divorce and it's been it's taken a natural progression. But if you see people that have a really big wedding, and then two years later they're having some awful, you know, awful divorce, and then you do see people having terrible divorces, and someone's been in an affair or yeah. been saying awful. Happened. That is just, I find that really shocking, you know. Um, so that's quite bad. And then it's really sad when people have been together for years and years who you think are really solid and then they suddenly just say, do you know what, we can't live with each other. They've been together 30 odd years and they're suddenly not together anymore. Mm. That's really sad as well. Because so how would you react? First
0: time I said to you, I've got divorced.
1: I was quite surprised. I think my first reaction was, oh, goodness, I was quite upset for you, i would be honest. But then I've now seen you quite a few times since then and you seem very happy with it. And I know you sorted everything out quite nicely with your ex. So, you see, I mean, I think it's good. You seem in control of it and therefore that was the right thing. And I believe your ex is OK as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's when you hear about people who've got divorced and there's some awful... Stuff going on around it, and you Mm. know, oh, I mean. It's the old soap opera thing, isn't it? I think that's the other thing. We, we, we are driven a bit by what we see in the media, you know, yeah, and the drama and of it. So
0: many bad divorces yeah, that everyone kind of assumes that washing yours will be. their dirty
1: laundry in public. Yeah. The way social media works is it does encourage people to be quite public about these things. Well, and for me, on
0: Facebook, it was just easier. So I'd already told all my close friends you and family. It, did you?
1: I, yeah, because wow. it was just easier to tell everyone. Do you know what? That's just reminded me that when I split up with my first husband, I didn't have any social media. Mm. Uh, I was moving and I had to let everyone know I was leaving the marital home. I'm a bit of a cartoonist on the quiet. Don't do it so much now. So I did a little funny cartoon about me leaving the house and moving in on my own. And it was like a little strip cartoon thing and sent it to loads of people like on a mailing list you know close friends not that many interesting isn't it it's way before funny i did it in a kind of what i thought was a funny way yeah and people i can remember a couple of people saying they were really shocked that i had done that they were really horrified <laughs> if if it was facebook that's what i would have done on facebook yeah. you know and i just remember a, a particular set of friends saying well we're really shocked about that why did you do that and then i found out a few years later they'd split up as well Mm. So I think what what that did was it maybe brought out some insecurities in other people. I don't know. It's interesting that other people react so strongly to your
0: divorce and the way that you're dealing with it, even though it's so personal to you.
1: Maybe it's bringing something out in them. You know, maybe they're thinking, well, maybe I want to get divorced. You know, I think actually that's the other thing. It's quite a brave decision Mm -hmm. to decide that something's not working. Yeah. And particularly when I did it, it you know, my, all my friends were, uh, by the t- I was 26, 27 and a lot of my peer group of married friends were then starting to have families as well. So there were a lot of people having babies and things. Mm. And there I was going off into the big wide world. With no man at my side, yeah, no children, and they're all thinking. <laughs> I think people, their reaction was to think, what? The? They felt a bit sorry for me almost, and then of course to make a joke of it by sending out a jokey kind of, you know, cartoony letter to people. I think people thought I was completely bonkers. I think if I was to go through that now, it would be different, mm. but I would still employ the same tactics. Yeah, number one, it's very brave to admit that your relationship is ended. Number two, how you tell your friends and family and deal with it is, you know, regardless of the fact that everyone's a lot more freer and open about things these days, there's still a bit of stigma attached to it. The very word divorce, you know, it sounds percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I think people are quite shocked to find out because I don't talk about it. And I don't really, it's not, not part of my everyday life. Richard is divorced as well. <laughs> so we yeah. both, we've both both been married before. It's so interesting that since I've got
0: divorced and I've started talking about it, so many people have Everyone's come out divorced. of the woodwork.
1: <laughs> We're all coming out. Yeah. Just yeah. That you, yeah,
0: you don't yeah. talk about it. And, and I wonder if you don't talk about it because sometimes it can make people feel uncomfortable.
1: I think the other thing is a lot of people now, again, looking back, I probably now wouldn't get married I'd have probably just lived with my first husband, my first partner, Mm. and we would have made go of it. And then we'd have drifted apart and it would all been very straightforward. But when you get married, that's making a different kind of commitment.
0: Yeah, definitely. So,
1: you know, I think marriage for us in my family is more about the sort of contract sounds too definite, but it is. It's a a form of agreement between you that you're going to commit to each other. And have a baby together as we did. Mm. Or buy a house together or whatever. Yeah. You know? So it's that shared experience. Well, Lynn. Thank you so much. This has
0: been great. It's been like therapy. It's been, yeah, it's been so useful for me as well. I'm like taking all these tips. It's great. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and welcome to the Divorce Club. (laughs) Um, Can you tell people where they can find out more about you and Funny Women? Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, So Funny Women is the leading female comedy community, funnywomen.com on the web. If you want to know more about me... I'm not so interesting, but I have a, a linparker.co.uk website. You are interesting. I am yes. interesting. Yes, I don't don't talk about my divorce, but there you go. Uh, maybe <laughs> I will. I'm on Twitter. Great. At Funny Women Lynn, Instagram. All the same thing, at Funny Women Lynn. Wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, It would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, But also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one, or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on twitter and instagram at divorce pod and at samantha baines we have a website the dot and we have a patreon account which means the use Ready, please leave a review. Love you forever.